You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Six million, point two million dollars, point four billion dollars, six million dollars. Then just kicking ass with domain name. Monty, 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 Monty. Monty, 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 And what's been your highest domain name sale? How much money was it for? It was approximately $144,000. About one hundred fifty grand. That's correct. Okay, great. You have had eBay by rent.com and shopping.com for a combined $1.4 billion. Monty, 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 be the master of your domain. Literally, probably 90 days after buying it uh, for $80,000, Interbrew bought it for $7 million. We appraised the property and helped get it sold for $3.4 million. It was the most valuable asset that they had, $6 million or $10 million on a domain name. When we sold Autos.com for $2.2 million, people thought it was nuts, too. <laughs> domain Masters, only on Webmaster Radio. Be the master of your domain. Would you build a house without a foundation? Would you have a child and not name it? Would you let a stranger squat on your property? No, of course not. So why should the Internet be any different? Every week, speak with top domain experts. Learn how to make money with domains. Know your legal rights. Each week, join our expert host to be master of your domain. Right here on Domain Masters. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Domain Masters. I'm still cracking up over that little uh, Monty, Monty, Monty opener. Uh, (laughs) That's the first I heard of it. I guess these guys just surprised the hell out of me. Um, Anyway, welcome to uh, another week of Domain Masters. Um, I know it's in between the holidays, but I wanted to do a kind of little year recap and year in review with uh, Ron Jackson from DN Journal, and I thought it would be appropriate since we're at the end of the year and so much exciting stuff happened this year. So um, we're going to do a a year in review uh, with uh, DN Journal and Ron Jackson in a couple minutes and, um, and look forward to a great 2006. Got some great guests lined up already for uh, the beginning of the beginning of the year, and uh, Ron's going to talk about some exciting changes on DN Journal as well in, in, in 2006, uh, some, some great changes to the website, and uh, due to the 
maturity of the domain name sales business and some of the other things going on in our industry, uh, the sites are going to change and uh, and the presentation of domain sales and uh, become more of a forefront uh, uh, storyliner on his site and uh, in the industry as a whole. So uh, we'll be back on in a couple minutes with Ron Jackson after we break for a commercial. differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R.com. More than a name. 3 a.m. traveling to a conference in Oklahoma City. Steve Talbot's Ford Escort radiator hose bursts near the town of Hooker. He types Hooker Escort Hookup into another local search engine's one-box search. He has a great time that he can't expense. TrueLocal.com. Two boxes. One click. Great results. Like the idea of gambling and winning with someone else's money? How about cashing in with the house? Sign up today with PartyPoker.com, the world's largest poker room and poker affiliate program. Cash in on one of the most lucrative and fastest growing industries for webmasters. There's $10 million paid out to webmasters every month. The world is your oyster and every hand is a winner. Wouldn't you like a slice of that pie? PartyPoker.com. Betting on the house makes you a winner every time. Contact Alex L at PartyGaming.com for a great deal. PartyPoker.com Hey folks, uh, welcome back to Domain Masters. Uh, happy holidays to everybody. Happy uh, Christmaka, Chinooka, Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa, all that. Um, I have my first guest, and of course a repeat guest uh, that I have uh, on a regular basis on the show, Ron Jackson, uh, the chief editor and founder of DN Journal. Uh, Ron, you're on? I'm here. How you doing, buddy? I'm great. This is the most wonderful time of the year, sitting here between Christmas and New Year's and closing out a great uh, great year in the domain business and getting to hear your new opening that sounded like, <laughs> the, sounded like The Apprentice, which I watch all the time. The only thing, you know, the only thing that's going to make that work, though, you have to get one of those uh, Donald Trump mullet haircuts to, <laughs> to, to, to fit the bill completely. Oh, yeah, that was a little surprise for me uh, <laughs> on this show. I'll have to hear that again. Uh, uh, Mr. Producer has to play that again for me. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, during the show. So um, so I thought it would be apropos to have you on as uh, as our last and final guest. Save the best for last, always. Good thinking. For the, uh, for the season, because uh, 
it was such a exciting and dynamic year in the domain name business um, uh, from successful trade shows to industry breaking new stories and domain sales and new standards set in uh, PPC and new players coming on board and all kinds of stuff uh, we had uh, we had certainly a hell of a year didn't we not it, it, we really did everything that you talked about uh, and the fact that there are so many new players coming in and so much substantial money uh, all the signs point to a year in 2006 that will be even bigger than we enjoyed this year. So it's, it really is an exciting time to be in this business. Yeah, most definitely. Um, what would you say were, are the top, uh, yeah, uh, the top um, you know, three or four top stories that, uh, that you reported on for 2005? Well, there were a lot of things that, that went on. We tend to, um, at DN Journal, do more personality pieces than hard news pieces. So uh, as far as what I had hands-on, it, it was more um, reports on individuals and right, what that's they what were I doing, your, your individual cover stories. entrepreneurial stories. Um, we tend to do, with breaking news, um, we will tend to survey industry leaders and do a couple of major stories a year on those. And then our news section will pick up the wire service reports that, uh, on things that are happening in the domain world. Uh, I think certainly just the upsurge in the market, though, would, would be the big story, and, and that's a continuing story that we've seen since the end of 2003. There have been any number of other stories that really are important to everyone in the industry. Certainly the um, ICANN situation with the new dot-com agreement with VeriSign was a big newsmaker in this last quarter of the year, and uh, fortunately that's, that's been put on hold, and so we're still going to have to wait to see how that comes out. Um, another big trend, and again, that's what I pay more attention to, trends and individuals than, than, say, specific events. And one trend that I really saw noticeable is um, a movement toward more development, and that was a big uh, of domains, of high-quality domains. That, that was certainly a theme that we saw at the traffic show um, in October in Delray Beach. Uh, we've already seen uh, companies that have had so much success in that field, Mark Ostrovsky's group at iRead and Andrew Miller's group at Internet, uh, Internet Real Estate Group. Um, there was another group that actually formed at Traffic, and, and no one has heard much about them yet. Um, I've actually signed on with them to do some private consulting work, uh, and it's headed by a prominent attorney in our field. I won't mention his name because uh, he won't want to get flooded with um, you know, people offering to sell certain things, but I would, I'm certainly going to do some of that work for him. So anyone who's listening, if you've got really prime quality, uh, OneWord.coms in particular, uh, they're interested in acquiring those, and they're a very well-funded operation. They're not going to you know, pay over market prices, but they will pay a fair market price. And they're looking to buy about eight names like that and develop those as a group and uh, show that successful model to additional investors and, and you know, expand that, as we've seen uh, a couple of other groups do here in the past. But that's just one example of, of new groups that are springing up, uh, new money that's coming into the space and is going to be chasing more and more of those prime domain names. Right. Well, and of course, uh, there are some big, huge. Um, I mean, there's individual domain sales that really um, set set some uh, some people on their on their sides a little bit. But of course, uh, in 2005, you had the sale of Ultimate Search uh, slash uh, Name Admin to to Marchex for 169 million dollars. Yeah, that um, actually. I think the actual closing on that was at the tail end of '04, like in October. You had the sale of Ultimate Search uh, slash uh, name admin to, to Marchex for $169 million. 
Yeah, that um, actually, I think the actual closing on that was at the tail end of '04, like in October. You had the sale of Ultimate Search uh, slash uh, name admin to, to MarchX for $169 million. Yeah, that um, actually, I think the actual closing on that was at the tail end of '04, like in October. You had the sale of Ultimate Search uh, slash uh, name admin to, to MarchX for $169 million. Yeah, that um, actually, I think the actual closing on that was at the tail end of '04, like in October. You had the sale of Ultimate Search uh, slash uh, name admin to, to MarchX for $169 million. Yeah, that um, actually, I think the actual closing on that was at the tail end of '04, like in October. You had the sale of Ultimate Search uh, slash uh, name admin to, to MarchX for $169 million. Yeah, that um, actually, I think the actual closing on that was at the tail end of '04, like in October. You had the sale of Ultimate Search uh, slash uh, name admin to, to MarchX for $169 million. Yeah, that um, actually, I think the actual closing on that was at the tail end of '04, like in October. You had the sale of Ultimate Search uh, slash uh, name admin to, to MarchX for $169 million. Yeah, that um, actually, I think the actual closing on that was at the tail end of '04, like in October. You had the sale of Ultimate Search uh, slash uh, name admin to, to MarchX for $169 million. Yeah, that um, actually, I think the actual closing on that was at the tail end of '04, like in October. You had the sale of Ultimate Search uh, slash uh, name admin to, to MarchX for $169 million. Yeah, that um, actually, I think the actual closing on that was at the tail end of '04, like in October. You had the sale of Ultimate Search uh, slash uh, name admin to, to MarchX for $169 million. Yeah, that um, actually, I think the actual closing on that was at the tail end of '04, like in October. You had the sale of Ultimate Search uh, slash uh, name admin to, to MarchX for $169 million. Yeah, that um, actually, I think the actual closing on that was at the tail end of '04, like in October, very deep pockets that are in there uh, going toe-to-toe when these great domains uh, become available on the aftermarket. And, and uh, you know, when you've got heavyweights in there slugging it out, it just continues to push prices up. Yeah, definitely. Um, what would you say was your, uh, you know, top, top cover story of the year and why? Hmm, that's a good question. You know what I'm going to have to do? I'm going to have to cheat and take a look in, in um, our cover story archive here because we do one cover story each month. And, and you know you're, trying, you're going to get me into trouble trying to pick one and say that that was the well, best. Well, may, maybe make it based off of where you've received the most comments or positive feedback or the most you know, feedback in general, both positive and negative. It would depend on, on this segment of the market. For example, uh, you know, there's so many newcomers coming into this space um, with all, all of the news coverage that we're getting in mainstream media, like the Wall Street Journal and Business 2.0. Uh, a lot of those news co- newcomers pointed to a story that we did back in May uh, called Tools of the Trade, and that was a basis of a talk that I gave at Traffic in October, which showed people how to identify domains that would have uh, the best chance of selling or earning you revenue based on PPC, and that there are about eight to ten different free tools that you can use to evaluate domains that you're considering buying. So that one was certainly popular. Um, a piece that we did on Chris Chenna in the summer was very popular because uh, Chris just had such a great human interest story. He, he's a 
a kid in a third, third world country in Paraguay who started with absolutely nothing. He's still only in his mid-20s. And by using domains, he built up a multi-million dollar empire. And, um, you know, he's known throughout the Hispanic world. Uh, another one in that same category is our current cover story, uh, Matias de Tezanos, who you just had on uh, a month or so back. Yeah, he was a great guest. And Matias is, is similar. He and Chris are very good friends. He also works in the Hispanic market. But again, just a great human interest story that shows people what uh, someone who doesn't have money in their pocket to start with, but has a creative idea and a, like a $10 dial-up account, uh, you know how they can make a fortune for themselves with, with a lot of hard work and creativity. And, and that's one of the great appeals of the industry. So those stories had universal themes that, that everyone, um, you know, really could identify with. We did a piece on uh, Andrew Miller's group also in the fall that um, with the development group was popular because those guys showed how quickly they could build up value in certain properties. Uh, and in that new lead-in that you had tonight, as they were using some quotes in it, one of those was um, either Andrew or Mike from that group talking about uh, buying one of their domains for 70000 and and uh, within just a very, very short space of time uh, making a multi-million dollar sale from it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So those are just some, and, and, and there were others. So it would depend on the interest of the person that you talk to. We, we like to think they're all pretty good. One that I uh, that also uh, we'll be duplicating here in January, but uh, that we ran at the beginning of last year was a survey of industry leaders, and people always enjoy that because we'll go out and get 20 or 30 of the, the really biggest names um, and most um, experienced people in the space to talk about what happened in the year and how they see things uh, unfolding going forward. Uh, that was a big article at the beginning of last year, and that'll be our January cover story that'll be out here within the next couple of weeks um, for the new year ahead as well. Right, right. I'll be participating in uh, in that as well. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say because you definitely have your fingers on the pulse of what's going on. I know it'll be a valuable contribution. Now, um, regarding um, regarding some of the, um, what would you say the most surprising sale of a of a single domain name was uh, for the year? That one that uh, kind of threw everybody off a little bit. That you know, I've just before I came on, I was scanning the list of the biggest sales that we've seen this year, and at the very top, I don't see anything here that would surprise you, because these are all great generic domains. The biggest sale of the year to date that has been publicly reported was the Fish.com sale at just over one million dollars, but. In the top ten, you've got names like bills.com, website.com, property.com. I mean, none of those are going to surprise anyone that they would pull great money. Same thing with refinance.com was number five, over 700,000, local.com. VIP.com. We had we ended up with 40 sales this year reported that were in at least six figures, which is a high number. And and again, we and we emphasize this a lot. Those are just sales that uh, the parties involved will release, and there are likely many many bigger sales than what you see uh, on our pages that are subject to non-disclosure agreements. So this is just kind of a sampling. What what gets out to public light just gives you uh, a hint of what's happening in the marketplace as a whole. But I'm scanning a little further down and see if I can... I, I think a lot of people, um, at least they, they laughed a little bit about Porker.com, which <laughs> sold for $155,000. And a lot of people took that literally and say, why would anyone pay that kind of money? But, of course, it's an obvious typo for poker. 
among other things, which is a very high-value keyword, and, and I guess it would have some value to farmers <laughs> for its, uh, the actual spelling of it as well, but I know that's one that people talked a lot about. Um, again, I'm scanning through here, and the things that draw the really big money, the six figures, these, these are all pretty much great generic domain names. I don't see um, too many here where I saw the reaction after the sale being being one where people would say, oh, why in the world you know, would anyone pay that kind of money? There was a time two years ago, if you threw these numbers out, you know, a lot of people would say that. But now that we've seen the market come back the way that it has, I don't think any of these numbers surprise anyone any longer. Now, what about the domain, though, uh, whatismyip.com, that particular sale? Yeah, that's, um, that, was, that was in the top ten this year. And there was a lot of people who didn't think that was a legit sale. Yeah. But it, it was. Actually, we first heard about that in the spring of the year, and we didn't use it because we couldn't verify that the sale actually took place. It was $386,100, and a lot of people thought, my goodness, that's like a four-word dot-com, and, and one element of it is uh, an acronym thrown in there. But, of course, the, the uh, element that made it valuable was phenomenal amount of traffic com- coming into that domain. Right, and, right. Uh, later, one of the parties who was involved to it <clears throat> came to me in the summer and showed me the documentation on the sale that proved it was a legit sale. So we reported it in uh, July. We have an asterisk on our on our uh, year-to-date sales chart, noting that the sale was actually made in the spring, but we didn't verify it until July. But any, I mean, you could take any name, regardless of what it is or, or how awkward it looks. If it's got you know tens of thousands of visitors coming to it, it's going to have a very high value uh, in the eyes of a person who's got the ability to convert that traffic into money. Uh, another good example is the domain right above that that just just sold here recently, myblog.com that Matthias bought. Yes. Um, again, that's a name. You know, four hundred thousand dollars. People thought that was a lot of money, and uh, that was an existing site, but not really a business site. There wasn't revenue there, and Matthias tore it apart and put a whole new thing, a uh, whole new site up. He just wanted the traffic that was coming into it. And the membership base, because he's very experienced, he, he happens to own my blog, the Spanish version of my blog, which was already a great success. So he was willing to pay a huge premium for that traffic for the English version because he already has the advertisers in place and knows that he's going to convert that and make a, make a, uh, you know, a great return on his money right away. Yeah, yeah, and he's got a lot of, uh, I mean, he's got a, a great portfolio. Him and Chenna have a great portfolio of, uh, of, of the Spanish names, too. And Chris sure. is one who, you know, he's still basically an independent. I can't imagine how many major global corporations are going to come. They already are, actually, or have come courting him this year, but he's not ready to sell yet. But when that kid wants to sell, you know, he's going to be, he's going to be sitting in the catbird seat. Right, definitely, definitely. Now, tell us a little bit about the the show coverage. Um, we had uh, a couple g- good shows. One sh- one show that uh, uh, that introduced itself uh, this year. I mean, we had the anniversary show for Traffic um, East, but then um, the Domain Roundtable uh, sparked up uh, for its first show this year. Give us a little coverage of um, of your take on the various domain shows that were um, uh, produced this year and the general overall feedback. The feedback was great uh, on both the traffic shows and roundtable in, in their debut, which was held last spring. Unfortunately, 
in um, in the spring, the uh, first Las Vegas show for traffic and roundtable ran the same week. And on that week, my daughter was graduating from high school. So there was no way for me to make it to either show. And I really very much wanted to be at both of those. So I had to cover those basically by remote. We had people on site who sent information back and photos that we got up. But I really missed being there in person for those. I definitely will plan on being at uh, at both of them this spring when they come back around, as well as the Silic- new Silicon Valley show that will be coming up in January. Yeah. But those events, you know, the, the the major domain conference thing started, it, it, it seemed like forever ago now, but it was barely a year ago. It's hard to believe that 18 months ago we didn't have anything like that in this business. Uh, and then Rick Schwartz got things started in October of 2004 with the first real large-scale event, and you know, we got a chance to, to meet people face-to-face and, and find out um, the kind of quality people that we had in this industry and, you know, strengthen relationships and forge new ones. And then um, Roundtable came along with theirs up in, in the Seattle area and, and brought a different mix of people in a different format. They use a multi-track format, which means there could be like three seminars going on at the same time, and you could pick the one you wanted to go to, where traffic sticks with a, a single format so right. that everyone comes together at one they, and they both have their uh, merits and people who like each of those and I th- you know I think it's just a wonderful thing to see it's a sign of a maturing industry and the quality of people that we just saw at the October show um, the venture capitalists and major uh, corporate people that coming in the Google and Yahoo sending huge contingents of people now and it's just a, a great thing to see this industry blossoming in such a short period of time and coming of age the way that it it has and, and those shows are are definitely an integral part of it. Um, the new one that that um, Rick Schwartz and Howard New are putting on um, starting January 30th will be in Santa Clara, and that one, as I understand it, is not going to be a permanent fixture on the schedule. But Rick saw an opportunity there uh, to introduce our channel to the the large capital people in Silicon Valley. And so, you know, he decided, particularly with uh, Business 2.0 had just come out with their big article on the industry, and everyone reads that in in the valley out there. So it was really perfect timing, and he's a master of timing. And, and somehow, I don't know how he pulled an event of this scale together in such a short period of time, but he's done it, and everyone I've talked to is going. So, you know, yeah. a lot of people have said, wow, you're going to cram a third show in there. You'll, you know, how are you going to... Get people out there. It's, it, it, there is a considerable expense involved in going, and there have been doubters every time he's done one. But I know from everyone I've talked to, there's going to be a fantastic crowd of super um, quality people out there. They've already got Google's World Headquarters booked for the opening evening uh, cocktail party, so you know it's going to be a can't miss event. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so so in 2006, just as an example, where we went from no shows, there's going to be at least four domain-related shows if you count the Silicon event, right? Um, absolutely, and the domain roundtable, and the other. You you go to so many shows, you know that there are uh, many other shows and associated channels that have a domain element that keep. I don't even know if you're ever home with so many things going on. Yeah, exactly. That was just what I was going to mention. Um, um, what's come to be, um, and 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 I'll take some credit for it because I pushed it like hell for uh, the folks at Webmaster World to uh, recognize uh, the domain name um, segment as an important part of search engine and SEO and uh, traffic. And um, they did their first um, uh, panel on domain names uh, in New Orleans in June, and it was so successful. They did another one um, in the show in, in November here that, uh, that we did in um, 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 Vegas. And I was just 
told after that show that they're going to make it a super session at the next show, uh, which is in the Boston event, uh, which will be in the springtime. Um, so uh, the super session means that it will be its own event uh, with no competing uh, tracks going at the same time. And uh, that is a great, um, great recognition. And uh, I'm in contact with uh, Danny Sullivan from SES, uh, Jupiter Media's event. And it looks like um, uh, we'll be able to uh, get domain names recognized on the SES track as well as an important part to branding on the web, how uh, direct navigation helps influence traffic on websites and also for PPC pages and success. And so um, um, it is going to be um, become more popular and more prevalent as, uh, of course, the, the months go by and the years go by and, and, and people um, verify the, uh, how important the traffic is from domain names and, and how, what important role it plays for branding on the web. It has been phenomenal to watch it blossom. I've always wondered, like, I didn't come into this space until after the, the so-called bubble burst in 2002, and I've wondered about how you guys who were in it back in the mid-'90s and saw that potential that kind of hit a crescendo around 2000. Then you watched the, the whole thing kind of burst and, and bottom out, and I wondered how you felt. If you, did you ever think that you were going to see it come back like this? Did you have that confidence, or uh, was there some concern that there were some errors made and it just wasn't going to happen? Well, actually, what happened was is that um, um, not that we didn't feel the pain because we did, but it was it was the ironic event of the of the dot com world busting that kept our business alive. And what happened was, and I think I've talked about this on a on a, maybe a show or two, um, just in brief, but just to get in a little bit more detail, when some of these big dot com companies went out of business, it, their last remaining valuable asset was the, in fact the domain name. Mm-hmm. And at the time, um, we were the only uh, company that had any success of really selling a very top brand domain name. Now, at this time, you know, of course, there was great domains in play back then and also, also the old Afternic. But really for the venture capital inside track, the folks that were raising money, we were the recognized brand for um, you know, selling high-quality domain names to startups and that kind of stuff. So they, of course, came to us to liquidate. And so... Um, just when when things look so dark on one side, which was uh, tagged as the dot com fall or or bust, the actual domain name was the last standing uh, uh, asset for all those properties. So we participated in the the evaluation and the sale of Garden dot com and the eToy suite of properties for Ideal Lab and uh, eLease, which was also an e, uh, uh, an Ideal Lab property um, that went out of business. And um, and many others like Mortgage.com, which was a local company that, uh, if you'll remember, kind of got started way before its time, and then um, we helped get that name sold for you know over 1.8 million dollars to um, you know a local financing group here in town. So it, it actually, by staying focused and keeping our head down um, in a in a down dot uh, com world, uh, the domain name the domain name industry stayed strong to, to us. And yeah, we had to downsize staff and downsize uh, the company a bit, but uh, it helped really uh, uh, guide us into being uh, becoming pretty successful in, in a down market, and now, of course, in an up market. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, now, um, my my honest opinion is is that we're through the worst possible things that could happen. Um, I think there's enough options out there today that. Uh, um, with domain names, direct navigation, development, developing out sites, uh, confidence on the web in general by the by the end user, 
both for putting credit cards down and buying things. I mean, actually, I heard on WLRN this morning that uh, there was a 25% increase on online shopping this year than there was last year, that people are over security issues and whether to pay thing, you know, put their credit card online. Um, and it's just going to keep growing and growing and growing. And so if PPC changes, if there's changes in the way um, things look today, there's so many other options out there to develop outsites, to, 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 to have commerce and information uh, prevalent on sites that people will get value out of it. Right. I think we've, we've definitely hit now a critical mass where uh, so many people have come online. I don't think there's any, any turning the tide back. Um, we spent Christmas with my um, wife's parents, as we always do, in, in Venice, Florida. And for the years, they're, they're in their early 80s now. And for years, I tried to convince them to let me give them a computer just to do email and keep, keep in touch with the kids and everything because it's so easy. And they would have nothing to do with it. They go, oh, no, that's, that's crazy. We don't need anything like that. There's nothing wrong with this stamp and a letter. And I kept after and after them, so did some of the other kids, and finally they convinced, convinced them to let us put a computer in there. And once they saw what they could do with it, you know, they were stunned. And now in the idea of shopping, that same deal, we'd never buy anything online. Now they're on there, you know, going to Amazon and all over the place, and it just took some time for that familiarity to happen, and, and we've seen that happen now this year, but we still are just barely scratching the surface. A, a figure that I saw this year was that there was only about 1% of all advertising dollars were being spent on the web. And that's going to the, the gates are going to break on that. It's going to be like a flood coming in because the advertisers have to follow the shoppers. And as you just pointed out, uh, all the money is coming onto the web. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And 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 that twenty five percent increase over last year is a is a very you know aggressive, great statistic. But it's still a very small percentage of all overall shopping. You know, right. of course, but. It's predicted to do that again next year, you know, and if it keeps predicting to do what what it's doing, like for the first time, um, even even my, my my sales director, uh, Victor Pitt, said, you know, his wife didn't want to even leave the house this year. They, she she found it easy to buy things, compare shopping, do things on the web. You know, it's just a new trend. My parents, you know, uh, uh, who uh, weren't even on computers a couple of years ago are buying everything on the web. Right. You know, it's crazy. I did my own shopping that way, too, and bought myself a computer and the parts that I need for it. I rarely, if I go into a brick-and-mortar store, it's usually to, you know, basically use it as a showroom. You know, in a way, you know, I feel guilty about doing that because I ran a brick-and-mortar retail store for a long time, and that wasn't the kind of customer I wanted coming through the door. But, you know, you can't help yourself when you know you can go online and save 30% on a product. So, you know, I might, I might occasionally wander into a brick-and-mortar to look at different models and stuff, but I almost always make the purchase online now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I understand that um, you're going to be doing some changes on the web uh, yourself, and uh, I think it's a good time to talk about what's going to be going on with the in-journal since you, I feel, anyway, and I, and I guess uh, I, I speak for many others that are probably listening and in the chat room, that the in-journal has become a, a, a source of good content, finding out what's going on in the industry and who the thought leaders are. Um, there's always a focus on uh, good integrity in writing and, um, and what's going on in our, in our industry and good coverage. You are going to be revamping your site a little bit to make things um, – um, you know, to make some changes for 2006. Why don't you talk about a little bit of that? Well, the primary thing will be um, a reorganization of our sales section, which is extremely popular, uh, probably one of the 
uh, a few sites where an inside page is more, uh, I won't say more popular, but as, as popular as the home page. A lot of people enter directly through the domain sales report that we put out every Tuesday night. Um, but the growth in the industry <laughs> has brought about some changes that, that I think it's time to address now. The way that we have done it since we started, we've had two charts in our weekly report. We would have a mainstream top ten, which is like all extensions, all comers. That would, and that would primarily be .com, of course. And then we've had a new uh, extension chart also to cover uh, info, biz, and .us. And uh, for some time, before those domains, uh, the new extension started breaking out a little bit, People would, uh, some people would say, why are you devoting space to that? You know, the sales don't amount to much of anything. But for a media outlet, the important thing is where is the reader interest? And there was a great deal of interest in those among investors who had purchased them and were looking to to see those that for a breakout in those extensions, say three to four years out, <laughs> so we covered them right along, and that's been actually quite a popular uh, part of our site. And those extensions had a real breakout in the fourth quarter of this year. And that being the case, uh, I feel now that the time has come to um, do away with the new extension chart and label, which some people, if they hear that for the first time would be alarmed, but you don't need to be because we're going to be covering them as much as before, but we're going to add two new charts um, to give wider coverage and group things in a more uh, proper fashion. You'll still have your mainstream chart of all comers, uh, and I think almost certainly we're going to double that from a top 10 to a top 20 because there are so many five-figure sales almost every week now that uh, you have sales of high enough quality that they deserve to be singled out on a chart. So that will remain in place. Uh, replacing the new TLD chart will be two new charts. One of those we're going to call Global Contenders, and that chart will be for global extensions that are non-dot-com. We don't need the com in that space because essentially the mainstream chart is is the com's chart. It's still going to have the majority of those positions because, you know, it's the undisputed leader. But the global contenders will focus on the dot-nets and dot-orgs along with the dot-infos and dot-business who will move over from the new TLD chart. So now you're going to have all your globals together shoulder to shoulder and you can uh, you know we won't be kind of like having apples and oranges like we did before where we have a CCTLD which is the .us on a chart with two globals and I think that'll put a bigger spotlight on the nets and the orgs as well as the info and business because now people will look at those um, I think more as equals and they're going to have to compete on an equal basis rather than um, a couple of extensions that aren't ready for prime time that are you know stuck over let's say in an incubator so I think that will be a good thing and then the third chart, which is probably overdue, will be a, a CCTLD chart. That's a country code chart. Yep. Because the country codes are getting uh, becoming more and more important as we see a localization trend on the Internet. We've reached such a critical mass today that you can put up a website devoted to commerce in a specific area and have that be successful. Uh, you know, and not too far back, maybe as recently as a couple of years ago, you really couldn't do that because there weren't enough users online. So you had to aim for uh, a much wider audience, a global audience, to have enough customers to make that successful. But now it's getting to the point where it's almost like having a phone in your house. Almost everyone has Internet access. They're going to be looking where to shop locally where to get their car serviced and, and all of those things. And this is already, um, uh, you know, 
been recognized in other countries, and they're using their local CCTLDs to identify uh, their services as local. And I, I think that's a niche for .us that's really going to blossom uh, going forward as well. So .us will move to that chart along with the ones we're all familiar with, the .des from Germany, the .co.uk's. Uh, <clears throat> we also saw this year a breakout in a lot of other countries, a lot of really nicely priced .se's, for instance, which is Sweden. So um, we'll have those all together now. So I think it's going to be a much more orderly grouping, and we'll have three weeklies, and then that also means we'll have three year-to-date charts to follow. And another thing we're going to do is we're going to make a second page to that weekly report and move the annual charge to that second page. That way you won't have to, as you do now, when you read the mainstream section, you then have to go through that very long year-to-date chart, or at least it gets long by this point in the year, before you get to the next section. So we'll have all the year-to-date charts grouped together, and that'll be on the menu where you can get to it from anywhere on the site when you want to check the year-to-date leaders. And that way, your weekly chart, you'll have each section can, um, right next to each other where you can go right through and get up to date on every category uh, of domain. So I think it's going to be a positive improvement, and I think it's going to be one that um, will actually help all the, the extensions that are being moved around to accommodate it. Yeah, definitely. And and I think that's appropriate because as we've discussed on several shows this year, uh as the CCTLD market is actually growing at a faster rate than the than the TLD market is just due to globalization and uh more and more people getting on the web. Right. And and the lack of extension, you know, the lack of domain names in the top TLDs. I mean, there's several reasons for it. One does typically type in their country other if other than people that live in the United States that is. Right. One does type in typically their country code first rather than a .com if you live outside the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is typical if you're probably not in North America but in Europe. Um, and even in Canada, they do, they, they, the, the studies have sh- are showing that they're doing it about 50% of the time. But if you're in Europe, you're typically, if you're in Germany, you're typing whatever the domain name is and .de before you're typing in .com. Right and and um, as everyone knows, dot com, dot net, dot org were United States created um, extensions designed for commerce, networking, you know, networks and uh, and organizations, and then globalized uh, across the world in that fashion. But um, the the localization and the globalization um, and the and the geo targeting um, thought process of people that live inside other countries are that they type in their country code first. I think it's, it's, it creates the, the the best possible world for the business because there it's just like a retail store. You want to have a lot of great products so that you've got something for whoever comes through the door. So if you've got someone who wants that great, um, you know, global brand dot com is there if they've got the money to, uh, where they can afford it. Uh, a lot of people can't now, uh, but that helps the new TLDs. That's that's one thing that's always kind of puzzled me from the day that I came in the business. There there seems to be a division into two camps. There's a group that is only interested in dot com, and then there's a group that looks at some of the alternatives as well. To me, they're all great, and they interact so well together. The I, you know some of the there are some people in the alternate TLD camp who hope to see. Uh, dot com lose business or fail, and that's the last thing that I want to see happen because dot com's success uh, and rising prices creates new customers for for the other uh, extensions because there you know there's just going to be a certain uh, 
section of the market, especially small business people who can can no longer afford the good keywords, uh, three-letter acronyms, and .com, and they're going to look at alternatives. So you've got new business there. And from the .com side, the new new extensions help you because if those get developed, we all know that they lose some traffic to varying degrees, leakage to the .com, but development there sends you some free traffic as well. And in some cases, the owner of the alternate may decide if if he's thinks that he's losing too much traffic, that it's going to be worth his while to pony up and, and try to go after the dot-com. But, uh, they, you know, they all work hand in glove, and it, it really makes an ideal market with lots of room to growth and leaves uh, lots of room to grow, rather, and, and leaves lots of great terms that are still out there at reasonable prices uh, for any individual or, or business entity that's interested in getting into the market and getting onto the web. Right, right, definitely, definitely. And, um, um you know, I think we're going to see um, even the new extensions uh, that are due to break out this year, and that'll be some of the topics for you know maybe the show next year is uh, um, some of the new extensions due out this year. Um, are, is Dot Moby, um, uh, for example? Um, even though Dot Jobs and Dot Travel kind of launched, um, I think that there will be some segmentation of those particular extensions and Dot uh, XXX, the uh, the the famous uh, adult uh, the the extension will. Um, uh, what we understand will be available in third quarter of uh, next year. It looks like um, things are moving again in that area, even though it's all been approved. The, the final contract has not been signed, and they're waiting for some last uh, some last minute comments from uh, some of the uh, ICANN board members um, and some of the other um, memberships that report to ICANN. But uh, it looks like that's going to officially launch this year as well, so it should be a big story as well. I'm going to be interested also uh, in seeing .eu, how that works, because it's um, a regional, something, again, another new thing to the market to see how, how these regionals are going to work. Uh, if that works well, and I know they've got .asia being talked about in the wings, so... Um, you know, if the .eu works, then that may speed up that. So it's it's there's just so much going on. It's it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out. I did hear on the .eu, of course, that right now they're just in the point where um, basically Sunrise, where trademark terms are coming out. But I've heard they had some problems with that. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> Yeah, we uh, we uh, are doing a couple um, off-site, you know, manually to to process some of the trademark uh, names. Uh, one, one of which for the NHL and some other ones. But um, it's uh, not an easy process. It's uh, the .eu process is very complicated um, based off of what type of trademark you have and where you're located. It's not a very easy process at all. Uh, as a registrar uh, or as a registrant trying to file, uh, just to be honest with you. But uh, hopefully they'll get their act together and um, and make it a smoother process. Um, hopefully all the new extensions, um, and that's a unique extension because it's not really a country code. It's kind of a regional extension. It's like a new a new fad of of uh, of 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 a country code type extension that's not really a country code. Yeah, I had to debate where to put that. If we were reorganizing the chart, should should it go global because it's not a country, or should it go with the country code? So in the end, I decided it might make more sense to make that chart a country code and regional chart, so I, we will put them there. But as you mentioned, it's technically not a country code. Yeah, yeah. So it's a... Uh... It'll be interesting to see what happens, but there is a great deal of interest in that uh, in that extension, and I do think it will be popular um, regardless of what happens with uh, Europe coming together or breaking apart. It will be popular just because of the initial inertia of the of the um, and the excitement around that whole uh, launch and the extension. So, Land Rush should be very exciting. That's going to happen in the spring, and uh, should see some results from that as well. Right. 
What um, just based off of what you know so far, I know that um, that that people are contributing to do some of the wrap up um, report and um, some of the predictions for 2006 without without um, uh, blowing the the cover off your, off of the next cover story. Um, what are some of the um, some of the you know obvious predictions for 2006 that um, you know that you can share and maybe a couple surprises that uh, that you think will come up in some of the reports that we're all working on. We're actually still waiting on most of those because our interview materials just went out here in the past few days, and um, the people who are going to contribute won't have to have those in until um, late next week. <clears throat> but I think one trend certainly, uh, well, I, actually, it's 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 like almost unanimous that everyone is viewing um, a, continu- a continuing strengthening of the market as a whole. Uh, I know a lot of them felt that this press that we got in the final quarter and so many major outlets is, is just kind of like uh, lighting a match to a stick of dynamite. Um, I don't know if we mentioned this specifically, but then these pieces can be found online. Wall Street Journal ran a, a, an in-depth article on the domain space. Business yeah, we didn't even talk about that. The, the, the Wall Street Journal article, there's the Business 2.0 article. There was uh, several CNN big stories. CNN article out as well. Yeah. And, and and many, many lesser publications, and, and those are the kind of publications that get the attention of Wall Street and the major investors, and uh, I can't believe how many um, how many new inquiries we get from people now each week. My mailbox is so full of them. If you visit the forums, uh, there are just a horde of new people that have hit the forum that are asking questions that have been brought in as a result of that. We actually developed a new sister site to DN Journal just to kind of offload uh, um, that work of answering the same questions over and over. Uh, and it's called namenewbie.com, and we set it up strictly for newcomers and, and put a section in there for each of the important areas of, uh, for people who are new to the business and how to choose names, uh, where to sell them, uh, how to monetize them. There are about 10 different sections there. So when, when we get these dozens of inquiries each day, we just send them on over there, and, and that helps take care of that situation. Uh, and, we, and I have, uh, I just today, I, I'm having uh, major companies will call and, and say, well, you do like a private consulting session for an hour. And I just did one today with a company. And they're, you know, they, they want to get up to speed fast. A lot of them I try to just say, why don't you go to, to this forum or that forum? I'll mention the biggest ones and there are people there who will help, but some of them are in such a hurry. They go, no, I don't want to, you know, just have to write this and that. I need to know now because we want to move fast. So there's an urgency there to to get in and um, get involved in the market because so many people, I think, having read those articles, recognize what many of us in the industry have known for a long time. Um, there are also some others, and I'm sure they'll talk about that in the article that, that's coming up in January, that it's not... Um, you know, all roses and honey, there is a downside to that. And the biggest downside, most people believe, is that now that it's widely known that these assets have such extraordinary value, you have people who want what you've got, and they're not necessarily going to use scrupulous means to to get what you have. So we're going to see, uh, you know, many more legal challenges uh, to domain names, many of them unjustified. They'll make a claim on and There are cases in court right now on totally generic domains where uh, major corporate entry entities are trying to take them away either through a spurious trade, usually through a spurious 
a trademark claim. And in a lot of cases, they can win just by bleeding the domain owner because of the, the huge cost of litigation. So I think we're going to see more and more of that, and, and that's the dark side of the whole thing. Fortunately, we, we have a lot of good specialist attorneys in our space, um, you know, they can help you fight that situation. John Berryhill's a great one, Ari Goldberger, and Steve Sturgeon, and Stephen Lieberman, Howard New. I mean, just to name a few, and, and there are more and more new ones coming in all the time because they recognize it's a growing field. Uh, Brett Lewis, who's based in New York, just joined us at DN Journal as a contributing uh, writer and has a new piece up in our Legal Matters section on what we're talking about, which is essentially reverse domain hijacking, where they come in and try to use legal means to take something away from you that they really don't have a right to. And the only uh, thing that they have to lose is just their time and whatever money they spend to go after it because there's no real repercussions for them to lose. They could be branded a reverse hijacker, but they go, oh, you know, wow, big deal. It's no, you know, it's no big penalty out of their pocket. Brett is advocating that, that we work together and get some legislation passed that would put some uh, teeth into a law when people do that. But that's kind of a scary situation, and I would say maybe the, the, the uh, biggest specter overhanging the individual domain owner today. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, um, and there's going to be probably more hijacking attempts as well. Um, um, we just helped recover uh, a domain that was hijacked. I posted it on every forum as well. I um, saw those posts, and, and, and there's no doubt about it, because just because there's a, a you know a wider recognition of the value. I mean, everyone reads these reports, including the crooks, and when they say these things are, are changing hands for the prices they are, they're going to be looking for a way to break in and get them. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, the the domain name screen.com was, uh, was stolen. Uh, somebody hijacked an email. It stole it out of dot .registrar. Coincidentally, they moved it to Moniker in Stealth, uh, ordered privacy. And ironically, I have uh, the portfolio of the of the legitimate owner uh, sitting here, and uh, we did all the research. And matter of fact, uh, re- moving the domain name to his account, I, I, we we actually took it away from the from the thief uh, uh, yesterday and put it into a disputed account and uh, moving it to the rightful owner. So we actually played judge and jury for the first time in history uh, and just yanked the name right away from this guy. That's great. Uh, and I posted on all the forums. Um, if anybody is familiar with uh, an email of stillworks20 at gmail.com, do not do business with him. Um, this guy's a known thief and uh, basically broke into an account, claimed to own this domain name, screen.com, and uh, stole it. And we just uh, returned it back to the rightful owner today. That's great. Yeah. I know uh, that was one of the primary seminars at the last traffic was uh, try to, to make a move. And you were recognized there as, as uh, for the work you've done in security uh, of domains. Um, but I'm wondering, uh, you and, and a couple of other registrars were singled out for doing great work there, but there are a lot of them that aren't doing such great work. And, and I know pressure was being applied um, through that seminar uh, to those who weren't cooperating and returning property to the, property to the rightful owners. Are, are you seeing any progress in that area? Yeah, I'm, I mean, you have to take an aggressive approach. Um, you know, waiting for um, um, much of the process, the the bureaucratic process to do it for you is not going to work. So, <laughs> um, but yes, uh, there there is some progress in that area. Um, we, I you know I feel at this point um, that just like I like just like we did, if we put the pieces of the puzzle together and we return the domain name and and prove that um, you know there was a there is in fact a theft and it's a proven theft and you have all the documentation that. Uh, that sometimes you just got to make the call and do it, right? You know, and get it back. And so, uh, but you have to have all that, 
you have to have all that proof um, sitting in front of you, so it can be uh, you, you know, or if you put yourself at risk. I put my registrar at risk if if I'm not confident that that you made the right move, right, in that area. So in any case, uh, I'm glad we were able to recover that one, and uh, and we'll continue to protect our 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 customers' assets, and I and along with I hope the other registrars learn from that as well and and do the same because it's uh it's still as rampant of a of a of a problem as it was, um, you know, this time last year and and uh, and throughout the year, and you got to just work hard to protect the assets of of your customers and treat them like assets, and and you won't lose them. <laughs> yeah, but definitely, still a, a bit of a wild west element in, in this business, and as we mature, that that should come under control. But for now, you you really have to be very vigilant about it. Yeah, yeah, uh, I I agree. And um, you know, another thing that people should be doing um, just to be become more educated about our business. For those of you that are listening that have not attended any of the conferences yet, um, you know, make make yourself available and make the investment to attend uh, one or several of the conferences that are going out. Um, the targeted traffic forum um, and the targeted traffic event are great places to start. The, the domain roundtable, um, the webmaster worlds, and the SESs are, are again, Becoming um, having tracks on domain names and the and the value of domain names and how they benefit um, search engines and and the industry and um, uh, the way you get educated is to continue to go to these events, continue to learn from um, from the seminars and the panels that are being discussed, and even better yet, interacting with counterparts and and other people that are in the business, so that you can do business with people that you trust and that you meet in person and that that you gain respect from. Most of the people I've talked to also who, who have made the investment to go to those, a lot of them are reluctant because of the cost of flying and the hotel and the registration. But um, if you read our coverage of those events and the people that we talk to, I, I almost never run across someone who didn't say that, man, this was totally worth the investment. And so many people do deals. I know I personally did in new business there. Um, that, I mean, multiple times over what it cost me to be there. And, and generally, I mean, almost immediately after the event ends. And the, the relationships really are priceless that, that you make new. I made some incredible new relationships, and you just continue to build on your existing relationships, too. Every time you can get together with someone you maybe already have met, you get to know them a little bit better and strengthen that foundation of trust. So, uh, you know, there really is no doubt about that, and I don't think you'll run into anyone who's ever been to one that will tell you anything other than that. Yeah, yeah, and even the first-time events were actually good events. You know, uh, uh, people did a very good job of putting together shows uh, over the last 18 months, I'd say, that, um, you know, were risky and didn't know whether you could fill enough information and keep it interesting. And, you know, of course, some sessions and some seminars were better than others, and some people got more out of it than others. But my philosophy is, is if you can pick up one or two things, you know, it's one or two things you didn't know before, and if it could help you grow your business or be more successful or meet someone that will be a part of your business in the future, um, it made sense for you. You know, it makes sense. It's a good investment. Improves the quality of life, too, because we're in such a um, uh, an unusual business in that you have virtually no interaction with people if you're not at those because uh, you're sitting in front of a computer alone rather than going, say, to an office environment. I mean, you, if you're in a registrar like you, obviously you have an office, but for the individual domainer, <laughs> you're really separated from the community, and, and there's no human contact there. And they're as great as some of the online meeting places are, and I visit all of them pretty much every day, um, you know, that human contact still can't be beat. 
for really getting to make you know great friends and, and business partners. So um, yeah, and, and in this business, um, you know, I, I, well, with any online business, I would say where virtual in, introductions, um, you know, are more common than than person to person interaction because you know you're, you're, we li- we're starting to live in a virtual world. It is more important than ever, I think, that that you go to these conferences and you meet who you're working with. I mean. Um, you have to have faith and confidence in the people that you work together with and understand that um, although we're a kind of a small, tight-knit family as a whole, I mean, this whole domainer group, um, there's a few out, outcast, you know, crooks out there. But for the most part, the people that are driving the business forward, the, the ones that are driving the core and, and keeping the ship steered forward are good people with good integrity that want to help everybody succeed and aren't really competing against each other, but cooperating um, in a competitive marketplace so that the whole industry advances. And that's the most important thing, is that we grow an industry together so that 10 years from now, our children and our children's children, as, as the generations grow, have a place to work. And, you know, just like people who created their own family businesses. And, um, and it will become a big, strong, dynamic industry with a lot of power and influence and uh, and uh, that's what we're really creating here is a, is a new industry. <laughs> yeah, it is, and that's what I think that's what makes it so exciting. How, how many people get an opportunity um, to do that? And it's there is no question about it. That's exactly what we're doing. I mean, no one knew we existed two years ago, and now everyone wants to be part of it. Yep, yep, definitely. Well, Ron, um, uh, I really appreciate your time, uh, not only for tonight's show, but also for this year for both contributing to uh, to my show but also to contributing to the industry. And I know that you uh, will recognize that traffic as a, as a, as a great source of media and want to win an award for your, uh, for your reporting and, and committing yourself to the industry. And uh, for that, you'll, be, you'll definitely be recognized again. And um, I recommend you all the time, and uh, you're a great source to have on. And uh, I also will look to you this year as I'm traveling more and more, as you stated, to maybe, become, maybe be a guest host from now, now you know, from time to time, since you do have uh, experience in this business in terms of broadcasting. And uh, you can definitely help, uh, help keep, uh, keep my show with good content as well with your guests. That sounds like it would definitely be fun. So I want to wish you a Happy New Year and a, and a Merry Christmas and, and Happy Holidays. And then one again, thank you for your contribution and for being my guest tonight. Great. Now, will you play that intro one more time? Yeah. So I, think <laughs> I think I got him lined up. Not, I have to tune in next week now. I've got to hear that. I think we're going to play it at the end of the show so uh, everybody can get a good laugh. <laughs> I might have to go in, uh, go up there and uh, edit that a little bit. I'm, I'm doing the show from the office tonight, so uh, um, I might have to go to the studio and help them uh, edit that a little bit to make it a little bit more <laughs> interesting. But anyway, I guess I'll, um, I will see you in uh, traffic at Silicon Valley. I'll be there. And uh, with bells on. And uh, I'll be at a couple of shows in between then, but um, we will um, we'll be back next week with a with a brand new show. And uh, and again, uh, uh, we have a good lineup scheduled for this year. And I think we're going to do an anniversary special, um, probably mid January or so, because uh, uh, we actually did our first show uh, a year ago. Uh, I think it was a year ago last week or so. So uh, that's amazing. We, we had a, we had a year of uh, of domain masters, and uh, got it. Time flew by. Yeah. I remember my first show. I was just uh, I was freaking out <laughs> at the computer. I think there was maybe seven or eight listeners, okay. and and now uh, now there's a lot. You know, a lot of people are downloading it, and uh, it's, it's been a successful year. So uh, and you've got them all archived now. People can put those things in a podcast and catch up if they're behind. It's it's awesome. 
Yep, yep, definitely. Well, thanks a lot, Ron. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I always appreciate being here. Have a great new year, not only you, but everyone listening. We're we're headed into a fantastic year here in 2006, so enjoy that champagne um, New Year's, New Year's Eve. You're uh, going to have good reason to celebrate. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be a good year for the demeanor, that's for right. sure. All right, take care, Ron. Okay, good night. Well, folks, that uh, wraps up uh, 2005 Domain Masters. And, again, uh, what we'll probably do is schedule a, a Domain Masters uh, um, uh, anniversary uh, special um, sometime, in the, sometime in the next coming weeks uh, where we're, we're, we'll really recap uh, some of the guests we had on and some of the highlights uh, of, of the year as well with, uh, with the actual show and events. And um, um, we'll continue to broadcast live at, the, uh, at, at all the various uh, – um, uh, events uh, such as Webmaster World and SES, which we'll be attending, and the traffic conferences as well. And uh, plan on doing uh, another couple live domain auctions and uh, maybe uh, turning some heads with some new historical events in our industry this year. So we, we look forward to, uh, to uh, serving you for another year of uh, Domain Masters, and uh, hopefully it's as uh, good as the first year or even better. With that, I will let everyone go. Have a happy new year. And again, happy holidays, happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas to everyone listening, and uh, we'll see you next year on Domain Masters. Be the master of your domain. Take care.